Greetings. And welcome to the The Champagne Room Secrets Podcast. I don't know if it's shameful, but if you have a small dip, have a good personality. I'm Candy. I'm Jade. Your spooky neighborhood whore is here to walk you through the ins and outs of the strip club and sex work industry. Uncensored. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. If you're listening Happy. to us. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to us on Halloween, we wish you the spookiest and witchy of days and nights go hail satan create some mayhem have fun (laughs) (laughs) did you ever do anything extra spooky on halloween like growing up um probably like drunken hookups are pretty spooky (laughs) (laughs) uh were they with a ghost uh no unfortunately i never had a ghost sexual encounter but you know there's still time and I don't think that would count as cheating. If it's a ghost, either. if it's a ghost or an alien, I think we get a hall pass. I need to discuss it with Bug Boy, but I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh Billy Bob <laughs> tries to bring this up whenever applicable, but have you ever seen Scary Movie 2? No, I never watched okay. the scary the scary movies are the funny ones, right? Yeah, they're no. like parody. Yeah. Okay, so I'll send you the scene, but as <laughs> you listening, <laughs> there's this scene where one of the women is like having sex with a ghost and I thought it was like so hot when I was younger oh it's like Ghostbusters (laughs) when he's getting sucked off by that ghost yeah but like you literally see like she's like this (laughs) like there's like I think she's so Candy just put her tongue in her mouth to make it look like it was a dick (laughs) just google it look up uh scary movie 2 ghost sex scene um it's not because it was a ghost it was just because it was like a really horny scene and I was like a horny teenager and I was like it's so like I want to get fucked by a ghost (laughs) so anyways that's my embarrassing story and everyone can um you know make fun of me one thing uh I used to be a little more adventurous I don't do this now because I'm paranoid but like I used to be the one who'd like play a Ouija board on Halloween. Like my oh, friends and yeah. I yeah, yeah, <laughs> would get yeah. together. One time we went to a cemetery and did a Ouija board. That's fun. It was like, really scary. But like, who knows if it's just like the energy we all suggestion. have. Suggestion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like the power of suggestion. But like, I definitely remember my friend who is a, a very avid listener of our podcast. You know, you are. I'm not going to say your name. She was always there too. <laughs> so she'll, she'll appreciate that. Yeah. We did the Ouija board, but one of her friends started crying and like freaked out. So we had to stop. Uh, I don't think we closed it properly. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's. There's always that's someone who cries calling. and you're like, Ugh. Uh, I mean, no, it's like I one time I was that kid. It was like a slumber party and we were watching Silent Hill and I like freaked out, started crying and my mom had to pick me up. It was super How old were you? Like 12. That's pretty young to see Silent Hill, I think. <laughs> but I was just like so embarrassed and I couldn't even like, be alone for a long time. Like I, I remember trying to shower and being scared that if I closed my eyes, like the thing would come out from behind me. <laughs> what were you scared of? Do you remember what it was? Was it like that tall pointy head thing? Yeah, it had like a weird pointy, yeah, like like a like a hammerhead or something. I don't even remember. Yeah. I never like revisited. I should rewatch, honestly. Honestly, Silent Hill is so fucking cheesy and bad. If you if you watch it now, you're gonna laugh. It's 
It's very no, funny. I will say though, because I was terrified when I saw the ring. Like I fully yeah. accepted that I was gonna die in seven days because you saw yeah. the, the video, right? And I was like, okay, well, I remember where I was seven days later, just expecting death to come. That's but crazy. then I rewatched it like two years ago, and it's really creepy. Like it holds up. I would say the ring ages pretty well, but Silent Hill yeah. does not because Silent <laughs> Hill is based off of a video game, so it's just it's kind of like. I don't know. Like the effects are just kind of cheesy and I'll re- I'll rewatch it. I'm down. Now that I you actually should. like I think they're doing I a remake. Enjoy the feeling of being sc- Oh, really? Okay. Um but anyway, we wanted to do a little Halloween segment and talk a- tell a few stories about haunted strip clubs. That was haunted strip clubs <laughs> and haunted strip club adjacent things. <laughs> <laughs> and related content <laughs> and related. <laughs> we just love halloween jade and i are gonna party together this weekend irl and we're so excited okay. so especially because right now i'm i'm about to work shift seven in a row tonight so i'm like really fucking tired i just You're want crazy. a vacation <laughs> i just want a vacation do you want to get started with the first story yes we'll start out with the first love which was also the first topless bar in all of the u.s so this is the condor club in north beach in san francisco california and it's been there since 1958 um and it went topless in 1964 and it's still running but the part that is really fun i guess not fun for a couple people let me explain so carol dota is like a famous stripper burlesque dancer what would we call her topless entertainer in that time period the burlesque dancers were strippers they were just kind of one in the same right okay um, so she would cu- she would make her grand entrance at this club in a piano, like a prop piano that would be hanging on the ceiling and then she would come down on it, right? So this there's this prop piano that can go up and down. I, I did not I didn't know that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So according to the Wikipedia, the a guy who was a bouncer, but according to the report from the SF Chronicle at the time, it was a manager. This guy who's either bouncer manager, Jim Perroso, I'm probably Italian, Perroso, <laughs> and his girlfriend, who was an exotic dancer, Teresa Hill, they were, they decided to get freaky on the piano. So they started oh. to bang on the piano and like accidentally pulled a lever that pulls the piano up to the top. And so the guy was crushed to death. Um, she was a little bit skinnier, so she got to like not asphyxiate. No, that's literally what it says. Barroso was asphyxiated while Hill survived only because she was thinner than her companion. So basically, they're banging. They go up. The guy is crushed to death, and she has to like I guess wait to be found there with her like boyfriend's corpse next to her. So yeah, that's fun. So now that's the ghost that haunts the Condor Club. My theory is that his unfinished business is that he didn't get to finish. So. <gasps> Oh, I think if the dancers at the Condor Club just kind of do some like jacking off motions into the air. Yeah, just be- like a scary movie. Oh, is that what happens? You, you I, jack I, off I don't remember. Yeah, jack, jack off the ghost and then he'll leave you guys alone. He'll move on. Also, I did, uh, we were looking up stories and someone did make like a pretty, I don't know, I want to say poorly produced, but like low budget documentary. Like I think these ghost hunters went into the Condor Club. So- oh, really? Yeah, so if you want to, you know, learn more or see, and like the downstairs is like super creepy. So, 
Oh yeah, or just go visit and scream at the ghost. Yeah, just go. Scream. That's what ghost hunters do. They just scream at the ghost, um, or be <laughs> nice to the ghost. I don't know. Like, he's like that guy is basically in eternal hell. Like he just has blue balls forever, that and sucks. he lives in, in a strip club. So well, it's just like he didn't get to finish, and then he just sees girls bouncing their titties, guys getting lap dances, and he's like, "What a what an afterlife." Maybe he deserved it. Who knows? I don't know. We shouldn't. He's a victim. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, you're victim blaming right now. Uh, I mean, a victim of what though? He was banging his girlfriend who like, I don't know, was he a manager? That's true. <laughs> That's a little sketch. Okay, well we don't know. Might also be a bouncer. Okay. Yeah, let's not speak ill of the dead. Not not on Halloween this not Halloween on Halloween. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay, so I have a spooky little story. This one is brought to us by gq.com. GQ or GQ? GQ. Oh. I thought, I thought it was like a Jiku. No, GQ.com. <laughs> so allegedly there are uh, a lot of haunted places in New Orleans, and that includes their strip clubs, which there is a good amount. So there's this club called the Penthouse Club. Original name. I don't know if that's the original name. No, think- no. I'm just saying like there's so many penthouse clubs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? Creative. <laughs> oh, Penthouse Club. Cool. <laughs> so this is like a multi-level building. And the fourth floor is now used as a dressing room for the st- strippers who work there. But... Before the space was renovated, it was a 200-year-old storage attic. And although the place was filthy, one of the windows always seemed clean from the inside to onlookers from the street view. So really, the whole window was dirty except for this one spot was clean where you, I think it was like maybe guy height for you to like look out. And whenever people would put things in front of that spot, when they would like, I don't know, leave the room and come back, they would mysteriously be moved. What do you mean guy height? I'm assuming, uh, well, I have a theory about this. Okay. So I think that if it is haunted by a ghost, it was by like a watcher guy who was like watching for raids. Because it says like the window oh, was- raids of the city of New Orleans because it was like a port city. Like pirate? Is uh, it a port city? No, I just meant like police and crime because oh, like- Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it says the place was filthy for like- 200 years it was like a storage attic collecting dust and then everything was dirty except for this one part of the window that was cleaned so my theory is it's like the height of a person oh, okay and so whenever they would like rearrange the room and like put stuff that would block that view that clean spot uh it would be moved like you could look down even before they went upstairs to like renovate the fourth floor if you're like on the street level you could like look up and there was just that clean spot mm-hmm. of okay. the window so even now um you know it was renovated it's now a functional dressing room <laughs> nobody like no one in the staff likes to go stand over there or like walk by the spot and a lot of dancers have like reported seeing something feeling weird things uh the general managers have agreed to let people hold seances to see what's going on uh and people have confirmed that they have felt some spooky stuff if you were a dancer there would you like stand there would you like oh absolutely i would (laughs) i would stand right in front of that clean spot and i would like look out i'd be like and then just become possessed yeah i would totally do that i can see that happening so that's just like a little like ooh spooky strip club i would go to the penthouse club and 
New Orleans. I might go to New Orleans in January. Ah, that's so cool. I've always wanted to go. Sounds really cool. I'm I'm applying for this burlesque festival. So hell yeah. You should do um see. ghost tours. I did a ghost tour in Charleston. Like ghost tours in cities that are actually old. I know like for American cities, like 1600s is pretty old, but like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because I did a ghost tour in San Francisco and it's like all like 20th century shit. You know what I mean? Oh, maybe. Oh, no. Right. San Francisco and LA have like some incidents from like the 1800s when like immigrants, like Chinese immigrants were like slaughtered. Um, right. That's not super fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not that the reason the South would be haunted is very fun either, but. Right. <laughs> anyhow. Anyway. The next one is um, a Vegas club, the Palomino Club. It's actually, I believe it's the first club there and it's still running. And I was trying to find. So basically, uh, the Ghost Hunter people did like a show there, like an episode there and also like screamed at ghosts or whatever. It seems like there's a lot of controversy there. It seems more like mafia shit. So basically. Basically, the son of the owner killed a guy because he thought he wanted to buy the club. And then years later, um, a bunch of people got convicted because they like ordered the murder of a guy who was basically reporting to the authorities that the people at Palomino Club were paying taxi drivers to divert people from other clubs to bring them there. So it's more like mafia shit. But then there was like, I don't know, there's like all these rumors about like a dancer named Jan who committed suicide, which like it's in the blogs, but I can't find any actual like reports of that. So it, I don't know. One blog says it does seem a shame that no one remembers her remembers her how can you not especially her colleagues and fellow dancers you know why they haven't acknowledged her in some form or her death or like some tribute so i'm like i don't know if it's because it's just a fucking rumor or if she actually died there and then they try to like keep it hidden i hope it's a rumor i know <laughs> but it's it sounds like something really salacious that someone might try to make up but yeah apparently employees here see dark figures hear noises um i actually talked to a dancer who has worked there um about oh. it last night. and she said it's really creepy she said there's like a whole dressing room area that's like not used and mm. you can like there's there's like a dressing room and then there's another dressing room that's kind of like unused and it's like really creepy um but i don't know she was showing me pictures of it it, look, it looks really beautiful like like i'd be down to check it out except on a different rant she was telling me like the one hour vip rooms have beds oh i don't oh yeah not to like i don't know how i would do do that she was saying like you kind of it's like a little awkward but eventually you get used to it but i just feel like it's it's a lot <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it definitely would be easier to like, well, I don't even know because you'd have to be fully on the bed unless you were dancing on the side. Like you'd have to be like, well, she was bed. like, you can sometimes like stand on top of them, you know, but then mostly you're just, I guess, lying down with them, right? It's also a fully nude club. So I don't know if there's like contact. I don't yeah. know. I feel like I would not feel safe, but yeah, but yeah basically, basically, but yeah. I mean, she, she liked it. I think you can charge like $2,000 for like a room. I think you can make your own prices. I don't know, but just. I I mean, for two thousand dollars yeah but the mechanics of the bed is a little rough to me yeah well because i feel like you would just be like literally dry humping like you'd be having sex with your i guess you're naked right. well, like be, like like kind of how you do before you bang right exactly i have many Wait, I questions do we kind of do that but just on a chair no not really i don't know i know but like our feet everyone's feet are on the ground usually at least someone's feet are on the ground yes yeah and it's like you're more in control I think because the guy's sitting down and you're kind of like moving everywhere yeah but yeah I mean if people have thoughts about this and they've worked in clubs with a bed who have opinions to like elucidate or like question mark faces send them to see our secrets pod at gmail.com <laughs> yes yeah, some one day we'll get an email 
<laughs> and to that and to that first person who emails us they uh, get a special shout out unless you want to stay anonymous i'm gonna send you a picture of uh, my nipple only if you want it now we're just threatening with harassment <laughs> i'm gonna send you a unsolicited nipple <laughs> <laughs> spooky just the nipple though <laughs> that's it <laughs> okay right, um, so let's do our last, last one because we we are going to record a, a full episode later today with our first guest yeah it'll be really fun okay sorry all good so the next story uh <laughs> this this comes to us from vice.com vice we love them they always they I love always... how you cite your sources you're responsible <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's like very specific research and like they're very yeah. odd topics. Yeah. So have you ever heard of strippers at a funeral? I I believe we were once strippers at a funeral. And- <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Well, we'll tell that story afterwards. But basically. I think we, we have. We definitely have. In Taiwan, a traditional Buddhist burial ritual involves an open casket, the sacrifice of pigs, a uh-huh. 40 nine day long ceremony <laughs> with a procession every of person? <laughs> well okay so here's the catch um a 49 day long ceremony with a procession of hired mourners and a bunch of strippers taking their clothes off uh they do this because in taiwan the quality of your like life and the afterlife is determined by the attendance of your funeral <laughs> Okay. So if you only have like a few people show up, they think you could be like reborn into like someone with like a shitty life or like a or have like yeah or like have I mean I don't even know exactly like heaven hell whatever kind of thing but they just believe that like if you Poor, have no one at your funeral worse it's quality not be good. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically like a common practice to hire strippers to boost uh the attendance of your funeral. So the tradition started 20 years ago when the Taiwanese. Oh, took- it's new. Yeah. Well, let's see. So this article was written in. Well, OK, so it was 2012. So 30 years ago, it the tradition started when the Taiwanese mafia took hold of a, a huge chunk of the island's mortuaries. Um, so they were combining business interests and they would offer strippers from some of their clubs they owned for like a discount to anyone who booked a funeral through one of their companies. Uh, so basically they would offer you like a package deal, like book your funeral through us. We'll take care of everything. We'll take care of the body. And then we're going to bring some strippers. And then because of that, you're going to have like a bunch of people at your funeral and then you're going to have an awesome afterlife. Hell yeah. I mean, I like it. Funerals are really depressing. So what's yeah. up to love? You see some titties. And then there's the hired mourner. So you don't even have to pretend to cry. I know. It's great. I love it. Uh, do you want to quickly tell our experience? I mean, I think we have, but basically oh. I, I'm pretty, we have. You think we have? We, I don't Yeah, <laughs> We have had to. Okay. So very sad. One of the bartenders passed at the Sparrow and everyone was really upset about it. So, I mean, management, I don't know how much they actually ca- actually cared about it, but I think they saw that everyone was pretty like sad about it. You know, he had been there for a long time. So they held like 
a memorial on it i believe it was like a tuesday at this yeah it was a tuesday but then they didn't they didn't close the club they just held it so if the club opened at six they just started the memorial around like five at the club and so they left up like this big poster of the guy with like a bunch of flowers it was like a bunch of food and then they just like had a starter shift like on time yeah and then so just, we like, just show up <laughs> opened it up for the public Right. Like, so there's like a lot of people who come to the memorial and then stay after, you know, they linger because like, obviously they're talking to friends who knew him or whatever, but then new people started to walk in and they're very confused. Yeah. And I think it was like around last year. So it was like COVID was a thing. And I, I don't know people. It was just awkward because like Candy and I were working um, and people were like asking us like, what happened to the guy? And like, we didn't know. <laughs> uh no i think they did well i kept going yeah. up to people be like hey you laughed i'm like oh i'm here for the bar oh store. yeah that was the other part that you and didn't was know like, who was a customer and you didn't who know was a mourner. and then oh my god i the had a part. cow so our manager comes into the dressing room and he's like <laughs> we're gonna do some charity dances and then leaves and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And so I guess what he meant. So I, I walk out to our floor manager. I'm like, hey, this is what he said. What does that mean? He's like, oh, I think that means you guys would give lap dances, but like you would donate the money that was like, they were pulling money to give it to this man's daughter, which again, it's a great cause. Like I didn't really know him. And, and I they, don't wanna... did have, they did have like a, a donation jar, like, at, like for weeks after, like yeah, they would yeah. put the donation jar next to our stage. So it was like, after we pick up all of our money, like you have to throw in some money. Otherwise you're like a fucking asshole. But it was like, the managers did not donate. It was like the dancers donating their fucking tips. And then we were like, I'm not going to give lap dances. Like, no, I'm sorry. First of all, lap dances at a funeral and then donate all my earnings. And he didn't even ask. He just told us. And I told the floor manager, I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. So he's like, okay, okay. And then we didn't, no one brought it up again, but honestly, no, because they wanted, we talked about the dance special song. So basically they were going to like announce that, you know, like the discounted lap dances, and then those would go to the guy's family, which again, they did have a donation jar for weeks. And like, I put in money there. Obviously, like part of me felt really bad, but also just the social pressure of like putting the jar next to the stage so that everyone in the club, DJ, dancers, crowd can see like you pick up all your money and then not put anything in the jar that said like, you know, XYZ's name. Yeah. It was just like very like, was it a choice? I mean, yes, but like the social pressure of it. Right. But yeah, it was just the worst because we had to like go up to people and be like, try to strike up like a sexy conversation. And they're like, yeah, man, like I love this guy and we've been for 20 years. And you're like, okay, moving on. Okay, on to the next one. Alrighty then. So that's probably the scariest story of all. Pretty haunting. So that wraps up our Halloween special. Uh, this is Candy from the future. We were going to piggyback onto uh, our next scheduled episode after this. But Jade and I partied too hard in Vegas this past weekend, and I'm trying to get this out for you guys on time. So I hope you enjoyed this little spooky special, and we will uh, see you next Monday for our next regularly scheduled episode. Thanks, guys.